This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland, episode 31, guys. And we're here at Market District, Settlers Ridge, with Paul Abbott, who is the official guy that runs them all. <laughs> good, good morning. Good to see you, guys. Good to see you. We're having too much fun already. And Larry Legatuda from Enrico Biscotti. Is it Biscot or Biscotti in it Italian? Is, it is in Italian, it is Biscotti. Biscotti. Right. On, the beautiful strip district. Oh boy, in the strip district, it's an amalgamation. Biscotti, 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 you know, <laughs> I'll take them all. <laughs> and uh, we're doing this because, Paul, you introduced us, their whole concept of local and wherever you can find great products locally, that's what you go for. And that's, how did you meet Larry? So, you know, I actually can't point to a single moment because uh, Enrico Biscotti is such an iconic, uh, part of our strip district. So I've been there as just as a consumer going yeah. on and you go into this place that's really cool and I see Larry there, he's the proprietor, but he wouldn't have known me, you know, he always took great care of us. And uh, over the years, uh, we eventually started to just swipe up some conversations and we got to, to know each other a little bit better. And with our real commitment to supporting local suppliers, we really discovered, oh, this is a this is a great match and uh, we're able to solve some of the distribution uh, angles to how do we get it into the stores with reliable distribution and we could really support it and it's been a number of years now i actually can't remember larry i cannot uh, either i do remember i do recall uh at one point paul came into the store and said um hey would you consider you know selling your product in the giant eagle mm. my response was wait what now <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> i was really uh really incredible yep. serendipitous it was. It's like being called up to the Yankees. It really is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a great analogy. Really. You're right. It's, you know. You're right. Yeah, Whatever. You're right. It's, 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 been it's, a great, uh, it's been a great partnership, and it's just, you know, I couldn't be happier. That's right. I love when I do the, our shows here, because, uh, uh, you know, getting to, get to know Paul, genuine about that, that vibe of, you know, and on how authentic everything is here from, from uh, like you said, locally grown, fresh, quality. Uh, it's kind of cool, it, it, you know. It's not not just bullcrap. It's real. It's yeah, real if you deal, if man. you read it. the back of the package on the Enrico Biscotti cranberry mm -hmm. pistachio, 
I noticed no preservatives, no artificial flavors, and no shortcuts. We make every batch and cut every piece by hand using only natural ingredients. No shortcuts, Larry. No shortcuts. Just shortening, but no shortcuts. <laughs> Not even shortening. And shortening. no shortening, I know. <laughs> <laughs> is, there a history, is there a history for biscotti? How I'm half Italian. Give me some little... Uh, what? Where did it come from? Why? Well, this history. Were, I, know, I dip it in my coffee. Grandma. I love, I love your biscotti, actually. But well, mine is from my grandmother. It's it's a grandma. part of Italy. It was grandma's it was your grandmother So from uh, we have people in Calabria, which is southern, southern Italy. And then right. we have people in Sicily. My last name, Lagatuta. I, I don't think there's anybody in the United States that has this name. But in my hometown, everybody. Is so like much so that they all have nicknames. It's is crazy. that where the nicknames come? So I was going to say, so yeah. who's Enrico? All my well, father. That's me, too. That's you, too. Yeah, that's me, too. That's a, another crazy long story. Yeah. I, got a, I got a nickname, so it's Enrico. There you go. My father-in-law, all his friends had nicknames. Yeah. I never actually knew most of their real names. Right, <laughs> right, know? right. That's really true with right. big Italian families, right? All right, so what's the history of uh, Biscotti? In general, uh, this was a really, it was a dry product that uh, Rome uh, uh, made and uh, gave to the laborers and the soldiers so that they could carry it along with. Um, once the influence from the spice uh, road uh, influenced Rome, then they started putting things in there, spi little spices and flavorings, cinnamons and nutmegs and nuts, just to kind of keep the guys um, from being hangry. Do you know? Killing mm -hmm. each other. Right, 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 right. And uh, it varies all over the country. Uh, Northern Italian biscotti is very hard, very dry, very small. The stuff that you have to dunk in coffee or else right. you can't eat it. Southern Italian biscotti is more cookie-like. Hmm? Yeah. You can just take one out of the bag, eat it. Huh. Different. It, so it's basically dry. It's bread in a way, I guess, or whatever. Is that, what is made? Mm -hmm. No, what I wouldn't call it? it bread. I would call it more of a, 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 of a, of a confection, more of a cookie. Okay. Uh, than anything else. What yeah. is it that makes it so hard, the, the so substance? Biscotti, literally in Italian, means twice cooked. Oh, okay. Be twice cotto cooked. So we bake the product, we take it out of the oven, we cut it, we bake it again. Mm. Take all the moisture out of it. This is why the uh, shelf life is like six months. People come into the store and they'll be like, um, how do I keep this for a long time? Put it on top of the refrigerator where you can't reach it. <laughs> It'll keep for a long time. Going back to your grandma, you yeah. said this was grandma's recipe. This is a really fascinating story. Yeah. Tell us about that. Go back in time. Well, she, uh, uh, boy. Now, was she from the Sicily side or she was, she was from, from the Calabria side? She was from side. the Calabria side. She was, uh, she was a powerhouse. Her, uh, her second husband actually had a produce store down on the strip, down on the platform in the old days. Uh, she was awesome. I had an older brother who's five years older than me. All the kids in the neighborhood were five years older than I was. So they would go out and play baseball and give me the radio. I got to hold the radio because they were 10, I was five. <laughs> you know, I got to, you know, be the water boy. Right. And when I would whine at my mother and my grandmother, they'd be like, come on, come on, come inside. So I would go into the kitchen and I would cook with them, oh. bake with them, do everything with them. Huh. And I learned how to do it from them. Taking on, and wow. uh, that's where I got my chops, if you will. God works yeah. in mysterious yeah. ways. But man. when did awesome. you decide, I'm going to try to make this a business? Boy. So um, Paul and I have a mutual friend down on the strip, uh, Sam Patty from La Prima Espresso. That's my teacher. Literally. North Catholic. Oh, they're, no English. kidding. There Are you, you serious? Wow. District boy, North it's side, Pittsburgh, man. My home, South side. He's a native. He was <laughs> born in the strip. Great Pittsburgh. Teacher. See, this is the thing about Pittsburgh. It's, it's not just, it's like a dining room table. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody knows everybody. Uh -huh. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, anyway, Catholic Sam English. had La Prima, 
and he was getting biscotti from a little company in St. Louis, Missouri on the Mississippi River. They had a fire, and the bakery burned up. And Sam uh, said, you know, gee, I don't know what I'm going to do. He just opened the store. This is like 35 years ago, 40 right. years ago. What am I going to do? I was an account executive at AT&T at the time, having a coffee. I said, Sam, anybody can make biscotti. I mean, even I can make biscotti. <laughs> he said, really, would you do that? I said, sure, I'll do it. So I made a batch, my grandmother's anise almond biscotti, brought it down to the store in a big ceramic bowl, and I had a great friend of mine who was a baker, Antonio Branduzzi, passed away years ago, I love him. He wrote a little, Sam wanted to pay me, I wouldn't take any money. He wrote a little sign, and he put it on the, on the bowl. It said, un regalo da Enrico, a gift from Enrico. That's where it started. Oh, man, that's, that's really crazy. It's actually cool. really cool. It's really, crazy. It's really is and, cool. Yeah, it's it crazy. How much did meeting Paul change your scope when mm. they said, we'd like to carry your biscotti? Yeah. Well, it really changed everything. I, I, I mean, this, this move to, we were a strip district bakery. Right. We were the local bakery. Um, when this all happened, we became then a regional player. Uh, it also afforded us opportunities to partner with other uh, suppliers. And now you can find our product from upstate New York to uh, downtown Chicago. Is it really right? is. It Paul, really see has what you been did? spectacular. <laughs> it's, it's your really, fault. It's really true. Uh, <laughs> it's really true. It's, it's, it's great. It's great uh, story just generally around Enrico Biscotti. But uh, well, the one thing that I think this illustrates, and we've been touched on it already, behind all these amazing food products, it's real people and real stories, and that's the real connection that makes makes yeah. this stuff so interesting and makes people genuine. passionate and genuine. Yeah. And uh, that's a great story all around. But so we're happy way, to help. Um, the fact you know. that you're able to, in this case, like Larry, he's being very genuine on, you know, the lift that would be for, you know, a single bakery in this case to, to be able to share that with so many people. That's the whole idea, right? That's the beauty of dinner is to right. be able to share great food and conversation. That's right. I would go further and say that just like dinner, um, this heavy lift also came with, you know, some challenges. I mean, you have to, you have to right. scale up. You have to go from, you know, right. Enrico in the back making 50 pounds of product every day to, to now we make about 2,000 pounds of product every day. Every day? This is when it's slow and when it gets busy at Christmas time and Easter time, it's just, you know, we'll double that. Wow. But that comes with a lot of heavy lifting, and you really need to know how to do that. And I would further suggest that Paul, people like Paul, uh, have been instrumental. So you can go to somebody like Paul and go, you know, I'm having a real trouble, I don't know, whatever it is, finding uh, 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 150,000 brown paper bags. Do you, right. do you know who I could call? Do you know a guy? Do you know a guy? <laughs> right, right. And, and Paul's I know a guy. And you've got to keep the product pure and the same too even when Correct. you scale up yeah every piece has to look the same taste the same be the same yeah. and it has to taste like my grandmother's wait didn't right, but right. you didn't you have to work to get the recipe exactly as your grandmother had oh, it sure to, that so, was so uh, tell us about that because you know italian grandmothers <laughs> especially are famous for leaving out an ingredient or two because they don't want anybody to know their recipes right, oh, yeah. right. Ah. We, uh, yeah. down at the bakery what we we haven't done it since covid but what we used to do is we would bring little old Italian women into the store. These are women who have a spectacular recipe right. that their children love. They want the recipe. The mothers either don't remember or couldn't write it down. Mm -hmm. And I found that 30 years ago when I started this, those little Italian grandmothers, a lot of them were illiterate. 
I mean, when they grew up in Italy, they were girls. Who cares if a girl could read? She's a girl, you know? So I had these women who would come in and I would say, you know, how much of this and how much of that? This much, just to make it sweet. Well, you know what that means. So we would go through those processes, and then when we made the biscotti, we certainly made them, gave them to everybody in my family. They were so sick of me. Here, try this. You like this? Well, it's not the same. Oh, I'm, I don't know. Okay. We'll try it again. You know, here, try this. I mean, how many, uh, how many Anna's almond biscotti can I eat, for Christ's sake? Do you know? We did. <laughs> you know, and it all, right. all kind of worked out. I, I think she would be... I think she would be amazed. I hope she would be proud that now we do 32 different flavors. 32. 32 different I was just going to ask you, how many different varieties? Yeah, 32, 32 different varieties. And for, you know, things as crazy as uh, black pepper walnut uh, to uh, the salted caramel, which are spectacular. Oh, what's the best seller? Oh, boy. I'd have to say this is like salted caramel, macadamia nut white chocolate. Yeah, I mean, we all like the sweet stuff. Uh, right. But we also do a lot of fig pecan, which I thought would be a real, uh, mm, I, it's one of my, my favorite. Yeah, it sounds People good. People dig them. Have you ever seen Stanley Tucci, the actor's show, where he goes to different regions in Italy? And what I like about that show is he gives you the historical background of the food, too. Like, to your point, who would have ever thought Biscotti was for to keep soldiers, you know, from right. getting hangry? That's yeah. a, right there. That's the whole description. <laughs> it's, you know. it's funny. What you said that the generation, those women, like your grandmother, made me think of my grandmother. My grandmother maybe had two years of formal education. I swear to God, she's the most brilliant woman I've ever known. Right. Really. Just right. really. But that was the way it was. And the, That's the, the way it way was. society was. Exactly then. right. It's brilliant women, but they, you know, channeled different yeah. ways. They, you know, they said cooking and you were great though. chefs or whatever. An Italian grandmother with her boy making a biscotti. She's going to be loving this boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'd like to think that. Yeah, I'd like to think that. You were talking about Stanley Tucci. Um, yeah. I, I had my knee replaced a couple, like three weeks ago, so I'm, I'm recovering, right? Somebody gave me his book. I've seen the show yeah. on CNN, and I read the book. And I think to myself, well, I am also writing a book, a cookbook. We're going to give all the recipes away this year. Mm -hmm. Are it's you? Time. I'm 64 years old. It's time. So I'm going to tell the story of where they came from and then the recipe. That's thing number one. Thing number two is so you, guys are, you guys get around in the celebrity circuit here, right? If you ever meet Stanley Tucci, you tell him I'm so mad at him because okay. I think he took my story, man. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was telling the story. Even has the same haircut. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> he was telling the story about uh, about what his father packed him for lunch. Right. My father would pack stuffed pork chops, which are two pork oh, chops. Sounds really good, actually. Stuffing <laughs> on two pieces of bread. Yeah, wow. but when, off when, when you're a kid, though, you want peanut butter and jelly exactly. sandwiches. You exactly. don't appreciate it. We didn't appreciate no, it. We were trading them away to Tommy Lamb for uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich because <laughs> yeah. it was white bread which is really what we wanted. He tells exactly the same story in the book. I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> That's so pure. Now I'm curious. When you're down in the strip, like in the old days, in the original days, before you expanded, when people still come down, they like to just hang out. What are yeah. what are people talking about right now? Because you, you keep your ear. You're almost like a barber shop in the sense that people come and they, they kind of spill their guts. They do. I, I, and I, I've had the great opportunity uh, over the last 30 years to when I first opened I could speak Italian every day for maybe I don't know 30 45 minutes just from the people who came mm -hmm. in now it's on a very rare occasion I get the opportunity to do that things have changed what I hear about in the strip more and more is how the strip is changing this great metamorphosis that's going on in the strip and whether it's a good thing or a bad thing and it's split 50 50 do you know I don't know where I stand on it some days some days I'm like this is awesome some days I'm like, I Marona, this is I remember, this is yeah, crazy. I remember doing an interview 25 years ago when uh, 
Metropole and different places are coming in. They were talking about with the strip, and, the, and I don't know. I didn't know, but fortunately, looking back, it, I think it's a, it's a nice job. I think of modern and kept our traditional families. Uh, Pittsburgh's been pretty good like that. I think. I think really it can't. Has. I'm proud yeah. of what happened with the strip. Let's I think be so honest. There's guys like there's guys like Paul who support that. Like you're doing with this. This is important stuff. That's right. That's what, the strip isn't the same since you moved. Way Rents are way higher than those That's true. We couldn't afford right? to live in those <laughs> new places. That's true. Yeah, it's it's spectacular. Oh, yeah. Well, when's the book? I mean, what's the game plan? Uh, the game plan is uh, Thanksgiving 2022. So that's wow. coming up. Coming we got to have you back when your book's oh, I love ready. It. Larry Legatuda, the man behind Enrico Biscotti. Thanks. Grazie, grazie. Grazie, Lee. And, uh, thank you. Thank you, Paul. Paul, fun. you're going to stick around. With, we're getting Chef Ben out next. Absolutely. We've got some great food coming out for you. Yeah, Larry, that's really cool because you've got a tremendous personality. Uh, Stanley Tucci <laughs> stole Larry's show. <laughs> I believe he did that to you, Larry. <laughs> Larry Richards, unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland. Episode 31 from Market District, Settlers Ridge. Larry Richard unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland, episode 31, emanating from Market District, Settlers Ridge out here in Robinson. This is our third visit, guys. Chef Ben does not disappoint, man. Chef Ben D'Amico <laughs> has joined us along with Paul Abbott. And Paul, we can't thank you enough for introducing us to Chef Ben. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I got to buy a new word from him, 10 pounds up. <laughs> so. For the podcast side where you can't see what the chef has just displayed, give us an idea because there's a theory behind what you presented us. Absolutely. So Paul and I discussed having some foods that you can kind of take home today or make quick and easy, um, elevated foods uh, using some really quality ingredients. Uh, and we've have, we kind of ran the gambit here. We have some very classic combinations and some of my and Paul's favorites that we wanted to introduce. This uh, olive, uh, th you know, olive looks simple, but yet it's got some of the most unique taste in there, like orange or something. So that is a roasted know, olive. So amazing. it's it's a couple. Uh, Davina is the brand of olives. There's uh, Kalamata, Castella, Trano, um, and, and a Greek in there. And what I did is roast it with some fennel, a good olive oil, and uh, orange peel, oh, and a little rosemary. Things. So it's just taking your basic olives. You can do this with black olives, green olives, anything, and you're just kind of elevating it by tossing in a couple extra flavors. Hmm. So is that what you mean? When you say elevated, what's the official chef definition? You're, you're just kind of taking something that's very common, that may be great on its own, and right. you're doing a little twist to it, and you're just enhancing the flavors. So oh. it's a, it, we turn something that you would just eat out of, out of a jar. Right. Again, I love eating all dollars just out of a jar, especially after a long day. But I never thought it was nice. But here, that turns really? it into yeah. more of a, a fancier kind of uh, a per, maybe maybe something you'd see at a, at a restaurant or something right. you'd, you'd have it like a banquet. Um, but it's just common ingredients. It is, and the, the papala mozzarella you have is amazing. Burrata. So burrata mozzarella, it, it's a uh, encased mozzarella, fresh, and it's creamy on the inside and firm on the outside. And this is one of my favorites to do for holidays. Uh, just a burrata, a really good olive oil, salt, and pepper, yeah. and call it a day. That's all and you just, need. Yeah, just spread it on a baguette, on a cracker. Just eat it um, <laughs> And I did a spicy version, oh, which okay. has... Uh, uh, a little bit of uh, roasted red peppers, capers, and tomatoes in there with, again, olive oil, salt, and pepper. 
but just something that is spicy. So just be careful. Uh, oh. that's on hey, well, Larry, Larry, you had the sample. We've been talking about Chile, and I've been going nuts over the sandwich with the, the jam really? in there, whatever the brazuca. This little really flavorful um, little sandwich. Yes. Yeah. And oh uh, my gosh. So before we move from burrata, what's the difference between burrata and because it looks like buffalo mozzarella? Paul, so, uh, I'll I'll take it, Chef. Yep. Um, so it, mozzarella is, is it's really the, the quintessential fresh version of cheese. Uh, it, it's right. not an age. It can be aged, but typically it's meant to be very fresh. Burrata um, is actually filled with fresh cream. Oh. So you get the the fresh on top of the fresh, if you will. So you get the textural differences, and then that center will just be very fresh, dairy, lactic, creamy, delicious. Huh. It kind of goes with that natural stretchiness of the outside. So it's basically okay. a filled stuff burrata, filled stuff mozzarella. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's like a spread, though. Yep. So bread, yeah, yeah. And you get the ooze factor when you cut into it. So you know, mm-hmm. think about impressing that elevated thing. It's it, yeah. you get the ooze factor. It looks great, spreadable on baguette or, bre- or bread of or crackers. It's it's wonderful. I see you've elevated bagels. So that that's one of my personal favorites. So that is an ultimate kind of New York style okay. bagel sandwich. So it's a uh, uh, fresh everything bagel, uh, high quality smoked salmon, cream cheese, and then you got the traditional red onion, capers, dill, and uh, tomatoes that you find on a sandwich. But the secret here is a little bit of whitefish spread at the bottom. So whitefish, uh, salty, um, little little fishy that kind of rebalances everything else there. So it's kind of mm. fish on fish with all those traditional tones. Right. So that's just one of my favorite ways to kind of have salmon is is on a bagel just just like they have all over new york mm-hmm. and you've got is it prosciutto or prosciutto so What's the uh, correct pronunciation uh, it depends <laughs> on uh, how italian enrico biscotti he speaks fluent italian he i love the way he enunciates and expresses himself so yeah prosciutto prosciutto is a, i think classical and i think different dialects will drop that vowel at the end so I think it's I think it's where you're from is where is is right. It's like the Capricola and the Gabrigol, or the, you know how they kind of take it with the added G versus it's it's one of those. Um, so there is is the kind of in the middle is the classic presentation of fresh melon, this being cantaloupe with uh, actually serrano ham on this. So we do have prosciutto, but this is serrano oh, ham. Prosciutto, okay. serrano so uh, can be interchangeable. This one I found a little stiffer, okay. a little more on the salty side potentially. Okay. But this is really your classic pairing of of two ingredients that. That really work well together. Interesting. So, um, so you got the sweet and the salty. This is the ham. This yeah. is the ham yes, oh, it's okay. a very it's thinly shaped. Yeah, ham. They, they're they all over Europe actually. Uh, cured hams are very traditional, and prosciutto is the most famous. You know, when you, people hear of it, you think about prosciutto de Parma. Right. Uh, this would be the Spanish equivalent to it. So ah. the Serrano comes from Spain. Uh, you'll get a little bit of different breeds in terms of the, the pigs uh, because it goes back to history. Um, yeah. And then uh, the manner of actually the way they cut and the way they actually age. So the chef already said this, but Serrano tends to be a little bit on the dry and dense side, mm. uh, a little bit more salinity than than a prosciutto de Parma, which most people. You know what I learned last like time it. at Market District, guys? Yeah. We were here before Easter, actually on Good Friday, for my radio show, and Paul and his team taught us that ham, because somebody asked why ham for Easter. Right. And it's because, to your point, that it was cured and it would keep longer. That's right. And so at the end of the winter into the spring, it would oh, be okay. the, the meat that was available. That's right. Now we've turned it into 
chocolate bunnies and other <laughs> stuff too. Right. Well, <laughs> you know, a lot of a lot of iconic and classical foods really are about survival. It's preservation. Huh. In a world where you don't have refrigeration, you right. don't, right? You, so even olives, you know, which is a fresh fruit, yeah. has to be cured to make make the, the longevity. And that, that's the origin of olives with that sort of briny nature that, that goes from being a fresh fruit to something that, that can store a long well, we, time. We were talking off the air before we started about, remember in those days before refrigeration, the, the, uh, Larry said his grandmother had the chicken or t- turkey under her dress bring it into yeah, town that's right yeah <laughs> he'd be talking you know, that's the way it was that's right <laughs> they'd make their own you know that's right pretty amazing and what's next to the the ham so next so, to the ham um this is actually one of paul's uh, i'd say paul's favorites so really cool. i'm gonna let him uh, take and describe one. this one this, so very simple. Um, again you. taking Thanks. something that's very ordinary and approachable and elevating it so this is uh again spanish style uh, ventresca <laughs> tuna so it's a it's a canned tuna but it's come uh, comes from Spain. It's a belly cut albacore, so it has a silky, rich fat content to it. So when you taste this tuna compared to what you might be used to in a typical in a can, it's an eye-opening experience of how good something like canned tuna can be. And then you just prepare it with a piquillo pepper, which again is classical Spanish tapas food, on a beautiful slice of baguette, caper, and olive oil. I think is is the uh, anything else I missed in your no, it's just a little garnish of a, a microgreen, a little yep. a little bit of a beet, just what, to give it some color. What is this? What, what kind of get this? I get here. What yep, would I look? It's, it's called Ventresca, which is the it's style amazing. of tuna. And Ortiz is the is the brand. It's a red box, right? On, it's on the top shelf with the rest of the tuna. All right, but it's, it's one of those. It's, it, yeah, it's, right. it's it's like can, who knew canned tuna could be so good? I'm telling you. And, and whatever you do, Larry, you have to. Or I'm sorry, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy, you have to promise one thing. Do not put mayonnaise on that tuna when you get it home. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right, come on. Uh-oh. I can't promise that. I love mayonnaise. <laughs> That's meant to be joyed on set. You know who's really envious right now? Marcello. He's over there. Don't worry. We'll save you some. We promise. We well, we might. Marcello's our man behind the camera. We want to thank a face for radio productions, Jim Petolsky, who's been... Our guy since the beginning and does amazing work. Jimmy, he's fasting today, so. Oh, really? More Jimmy for on a us. Fast. Okay. Good okay. day for fast. You Jimmy. know what, Jim? It's horrible. You wouldn't like it. To, you're not missing out. Promise. Yeah, it's not a religious <laughs> thing. Like the okay, now that he's not listening. <laughs> oh, this is good. So we, we move from the tuna to something that looks pretty simple. It's just strawberries. cut up strawberries. How is that elevated? So this, this is kind of a three-part uh, of tasting we're going to run into now, which is we're going to use strawberries, Parmigiano-Reggiano, and gelato. And we're going to pair them with a really super high quality, actually, Paul, you would call it the best in the world, balsamic vinegar. Yeah, so this, is, uh, this comes from uh, Emilia-Romagna region, uh, northern Italy, uh, specifically Modena. And um, it's... Uh, uh, PGI certified, protected geographic indication uh, quality product. Very dense, very um, balanced acidity, not harsh at all. And uh, again, this is one you would use in this exact way, condiment style, right on, and not as a marinade, those kind of things. It's it, the, the, You can drink this stuff. It's really? so delicious. It has a so, natural so sweetness, balanced with the acidity, very depth of flavor. And it huh. gets um, high, high percentage of concentrated cooked grape must, which is the re- residual after pressing grapes for winemaking, you end up with the skins and the seeds and the right. parts, and then they cook that out to extract the, the, this concentrated liquid, and then gets barrel aged, and then just all, all it is is, is 
grape must and, and grape content in time in a barrel. And that's where, that's where you get this amazing quality. So this is just three different ways to kind of showcase something vinegar and a remarkably right, simple right. idea and how it can actually uh, be elevated with, with very ordinary things. Have any of you, either wow. of you two, seen balsamic covered on strawberries and cheese as Chef has done and on the gelato we have in front of us? I have, I've never I have seen I've it never, once Oh, okay. Times. I've not. I clearly am not wow. getting around enough. Paul's right, there's a, there's a difference with the balsamic. It's amazing, it's just like wine. You could, there's so many different styles of it. Yep. Mm. This one is actually a great, like I said, pairing for it for whatever reason. Is it because of the sweetness? Yeah, you get the sweetness from the berry, and then you'll you'll get the acidity and sort of that depth of flavor that comes from the aging. But it's not too all, much acidity. All, all, yeah, it's, 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 it's still inherently sweet, but it has it's balanced with acid. It's mm. the, just like perfection of simplicity. Amazing. It is. Now, you have what kind of cheese is this? So Parmigiano-Reggiano, imported from Italy. Um, just the cheese that you know you usually see on spaghetti, yeah. just uh, hunked off and drizzled with the uh, the balsamic. The this, game oh, the balsamic. Yeah, and this che- this cheese also uh, mm. on purpose, but also uh, oddly enough, comes from the exact same region. So they're both from Emilia Romagna. Some people call it the gastronomic capital of of, of northern Italy. Huh. Uh, so uh, it's it's centered around the, the town of Parma in the, re- in the in the countryside. That's where it's always produced, and it's uh, the, sometimes referred to as the king of Italian uh, hard style cheeses. So, and you know what goes best with that this kind of cheese is a really bold red wine. Oh yes. Oh yes. I'm, I'm missing which, a Cabernet at this very moment. <laughs> which they do sell here at Market District. Thank goodness. Supposedly, it could be used on anything. That's right. Yes, Basically. it's it, very much. It's just an enhancement. Again, yeah. typical. We have the strawberries, the white, and and the red, and and just saying Even this is just cream. yeah, ice cream. So the gelato, the gelato. Just you take a very simple gen- vanilla bean gelato, you top it with a balsamic, and it changes the dimension of it. Remember Bobby Gelato when we went? To, <laughs> yes, I do. Jimmy and I went to Italy with Donnie <laughs> Iris mm-hmm. and Bruno San Martino. I think we told you, and Mad people said that hadn't been there. What's it like over there? We said, well, except for the people, the history, the culture, the food, and the wine, I wouldn't go there. <laughs> it, it, it was everything I hoped it would be and, and more because it seems like, and especially as I learned to travel the regions, the food changes, the wine changes, Very because much of so. the climate changes yep. and some of the history of that. So this is... This is really good. Now, you have these peppers. Yes. What are these peppers? Because my wife just started making them. I didn't think I'd like them, but I love them. So this is one of the simple of simplest. Uh, These are shishito peppers. You don't have to swear at a chef. (laughs) (laughs) All they are are uh, there's peppers uh, sautéed in a little olive oil and a little salt. So one out of like every 20 tends to be hot. So it's kind like of a, a mystery. So it's a bit of a gamble. They're not that hot, <laughs> though. It's it just you might get a little bit of spice. Yeah. yeah very well. <laughs> Sheila has the space. Like, am I going to be okay? <laughs> Sheila, you're going to be fine. We should put together a trip. All bet and go. We should go, we should go to Italy. We should. We hey, could go a whole series. Count me in. Forget we'll about like Stanley <laughs> Tucci. We'll take Larry Lagatuda, Paul Abbott, Chef yes, D'Amico. And, and just, have, you know what? We talk a lot about going places. We did and a few years ago. We, 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 we haven't we're gonna, yet. Larry and I are going to do. We're going to put it together. We still haven't made it to Florida yet. Florida first, then Italy. Okay. <laughs> One step at a time. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. You right? don't have to ask me twice. I've been to Italy three times. All three times were actually for work. 
uh, to go source and learn about the amazing <laughs> food that's produced there. Dream drop. That's the time when Paul tries to act like, oh, it's so much work. Yes, killing me. Yeah, I that's true. It. Last time we talked to you, I think you were headed to Vegas or had just come back from Vegas. Yeah, that's right. We were we were attending some trade shows, uh, looking for in that case innovation uh, and new products. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a it's a pretty good job. What did you discover? Right. Anything so, cool that's coming yeah, our way? Yeah, we have a lot of um, in terms of like trends and in innovation. Uh, we're co we're continuing to see uh, plant based as as a as a huge area of growth. So more and more companies coming out with plant based options. Uh, I know Chef and the, and the Cohen Air team are, are working with some of them to see yep. how we can bring those to life in our prepared foods department to have some some vegetarian uh, options. Yeah, we just we just rolled some out. We rolled out a plant-based meatball, right. a falafel, and a plant-based meatloaf. And right. actually tomorrow, uh, oh, really? part of the team is, is looking at another vendor with plant-based. So. And as a plant-based eater, let me just say I'm very thrilled. No, I did I did try some of the, the meat and the yep. cheese here, but I yeah. typically stick, stick to like plant-based. And there's so many more options now. You mean like Absolutely. impossible meat and yes. th like that yes. kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, or extensions of, of similar or related products. So more companies are coming out with beyond, no, beyond and impossible. Yes. They're all different now. Yes. Well, and I look at that almost two ways. Is There's the the uh, the beyond and the impossible, the, right. the, the more engineered, I'll call it meats. Right. And then there's like the, the whole, the whole just taking a vegetable or a grain and turning into something different. So I look at mm -hmm. it as almost two sides of the spectrum, and we're trying to hit both of those. So not just offering just the impossible or the beyond, right. but also maybe just some traditional. A lot of foods are traditionally vegetarian right. or plant-based, and, and, and bringing those back to life. And some people aren't. They don't classify themselves as vegetarian, but maybe for health reasons and other considerations, right. yep. would choose those other options if yep. they felt it was, you know, from a culinary yeah, standpoint, taste is good. That's right. And the, the term that gets thrown around now is flexitarian. A flexitarian. It's, it's, it's somebody who kind of dabbles in different ways of eating, what but they it's a more conscious, uh, they choose fewer meat-containing meals throughout the week, but they're right. not exclusively you, vegetarian. You a flexitarian? I'm not flexitarian. Yes, that defines me. Let me, me. see you your flex. Say, I'm a flex. flex I'm a flex. We've flexing. discovered our inner <laughs> flexitarianism. <laughs> We're with Chef D'Amico, Paul Lavitt here at Market District, Settlers Ridge. We'll wrap things up. I want to ask you about catering, too. You got it. In just a moment, Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland, episode 31. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland, episode 31 from Market District, Settlers Ridge and Robinson. We're with Chef D'Amico and Paul Abbott, who is the overseer of all things Market District. And we always eat well when we come to Market District. Thanks to you, gentlemen. Two, we always learn something about food. Rather incredible. And we've discovered something really significant, and I'm going to mark this episode as a big deal. We found out Jimmy Crenn is a flexitarian. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, yeah. I am. And you're proud of it. I really am. And, and uh, I, I love doing the show here, and uh, we've done several, and uh, Paul and Ben, <laughs> we're going to reveal our secret. I eat so much here during the show that they actually have a little bed in the back. I take a nap right after the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yeah, we didn't even get the food to the table in Jim's. So, so, give me some of that. Put it over here. So you notice, actually, I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see this, but most of the food is directed toward Jimmy. Well, I see it's even aimed that way. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, actually, it's aimed so toward we, me. But. We had all these uh, <laughs> elevated food samples, all of which are good. I especially like the peppers with the little sea salt on top with the olive oil. Shishito I mean, it just peppers. adds, it the just adds simple. something. Like, like, right. Here's just, I'm going to reveal something that I 
last time I was here, Paul, I talked to up at your school, the woman behind the cooking classes. Oh, Chef Janice. Oh, yeah. Yep. And yeah. she said, I have an idea for a Mother's Day gift for, for me to give my wife. Because my wife's always saying, I just wish once you would cook. And I, I would just enjoy yeah. that so much. And cool. I keep saying, I will. How would you like your oatmeal? <laughs> <laughs> and I think she wants something elevated. You Chef, know what? You take that oatmeal, you, you add some balsamic onto it. There you go. Oh, balsamic is the answer yeah, to this, everything. I'm going to have a case Villa Manadori Balsamico. This go is spectacular. It really is um, awesome. Yeah. So anyway, Chef Janice said, why don't you give her the gift? Buy some cooking classes, and you can come together, oh. and then we'll teach you how to make something, and then you will have to make that. I think that's a cool idea. Okay, that's a wait, great wait idea. Wait a minute. It, it's kind of a great idea. I'm just saying, though. What? She probably really wants you to actually cook. Cook. Not wait. Not, not cook, have wait. you both cook. <laughs> And learn something and then you can <laughs> I think you need to uh, back uh, it up a little bit. Don't, yeah. Yeah, you and, don't and ruin it. And you got to do this. Look, just, look if, you, if you put out the Pretty spread much. you have here today from Chef Ben, oh. she would be so You're thrilled. Gold. And look, that, that isn't that difficult. No, no. It's, yes. it's doable even for someone like me. Now, we didn't get to the gelato, which is another Italian dessert. It's People consider it like it's like an ice cream, but it's not ice cream. Uh, it's it's or a is creamier, it? has a higher milk fat um, to it, so it is a creamier, more dense, uh, yep. also more packs a lot more yep. flavor per per spoonful. I'll call it, um, and this is just a Janelle, uh, mm. vanilla bean gelato. A little less air whipped into it too, typically. So when, when you're making ice cream, right. they, you, so you basically good. turn it to add air, which Did is why it's not frozen I've, like a I've like an iceberg when you get it out. So, so, it's so this this it is it's it's. It's Italian ice cream, but uh, Ben's hit it on the head. A little more dense, a little, a little more, more flavor. Um, Balsamic drizzled Paul, on Paul, I looked over and, and said, did you guys try the gelato? <laughs> <laughs> Sheila's glass is so clean, you could, it looked like it came out of the... I was hoping nobody noticed I licked it. <laughs> Once again, the kitchen aid. Get gelato, get some balsamic, I'm in. There yeah. you go. I'll tell you guys a quick funny story. We were in a place in Italy with this very distinguished gentleman we call him he looked like a professor you know <laughs> bob caldwell is his name and he came on the trip because we had this spectacular opportunity and we went to get some gelato now the temperature remember was in excess of 100 degrees fahrenheit yes, so we were all packing in this gelato place and this guy this italian young man who was dishing out the gelato all he wanted our guy was a little gelato when right. a guy brought out like a big bowl and kept <laughs> loading them up so when he came over to the table he was embarrassed he goes i don't know what happened i didn't know how to tell him no and so his nickname from then to oh, the rest it. of the trip they called him bobby gelato <laughs> <laughs> and so everywhere we went we would say don't mess with bobby gelato because no. you don't want to do that no. so That's anyway funny. catering <laughs> options for market district that's right um, chef ben's actually been instrumental in, in really uh building out a, a a very impressive catering business right so when you think about a supermarket you think about you come in you buy fruits and vegetables right. and things to make the, and we've built uh, a really uh, impressive catering operations so that we can really help you pull off any event 
from a business lunch meeting or a breakfast meeting all the way up to a graduation party or you know even a wedding or some some other event of that nature but it's really around um, how do we provide great food that's really at the base of what we do every day and solve and make life easier for our guests and uh, that's that's what we do with our catering business too so Chef, I, you yeah. can probably speak to some of the detail no, no, around been, what, the work I've been involved with catering at Market Dish for 13 <clears throat> years, uh, almost my entire time here. And, and we have grown it and evolved it from just, uh, again, Giant Eagle and Market Dish are famous for fried chicken. It's one of our big signature things. And we're more than that. We do more. Again, not, graduation season's upon us. We're going to sell tons and tons of chicken. Mm -hmm. uh, but we also do a lot of deli trays. And, and that's very traditional in grocery. But we do a lot of sides, and we do a lot of custom stuff that we have guests come up and ask us for. And we have great chefs in the stores that kind of help to work with some of those guests and, and make that experience come to life. But, yeah, to Paul's point, we do everything from, from five people to 500. We kind of cater. We're, we're, we try to consider ourselves one of the better uh, pick-up and drop-off deliveries. So we're not the full service, you know, that you, you go in, but we you want the food. We'll get it to you on time. You come and pick it up. And uh, we have a wide range of options. I think our menu is over around 200 items that we wow. offer um, that run the full spectrum of, of, of the grocery store. Um, and that's something I'm very proud that we offer. We have great teams. You can come in. You can go online uh, at order.johnnygo.com and, and place your order. You can come in. You can call. We have, have teams in every market district that will help you walk you through the menu or, hey, I, I've never planned a party before. What do I do? Well, how many people do you have? They'll walk you through the entire experience yeah. and make okay. sure you have everything from ice to, to plates to, to great right. food. How much food do you order? That's always a big question. Absolutely. I'm having 50 people. How much how do, do I need? Yeah, right? exactly. We have the you folks that will help you guide through those decisions. Because inevitably, you either fall short or you have, you're eating potato salad for two weeks. That's your whole party. Is, is like if you had a, we had a banquet party, whatever, you have this, everyone comes this works even if it's yep. a work thing that's everything right. just goes better that's right that's right like well this. we can't thank you enough paul for everything you've done for us and yeah, introducing it. us to again chef ben D'Amico and all of your team here at market district settlers ridge and robinson uh, do you mind if we come back sometime in the future i would enjoy it if you did and uh <laughs> yeah. the sooner the better for me we love having you guys here and it's always fun to to share um our expertise with you guys, and uh, we're, we're proud to have you here with us. And we want to thank uh, Dick Roberts, our producer, who has many hats. He's such a talent. And from No Face for Radio Productions, let's all look over at Jim because he's focused on the meters. Jim Petolsky, thank you, Jim. No Face for Radio. Oh, Face, oh, face for, radio. for Radio. That's right. <laughs> be no, if you have no face for radio, you got real problems, right, Jimmy? <laughs> face for radio. And Marcello, let's hear from Marcello. Marcello, you hungry? He's just staring at the food. You got a manja, manja. Uh, and you can download the free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, or go to kdkradio.com. Check out our podcast, Larry Richard Unfiltered, with Jim Cren, Sheila Hyland, episode 31. And as they say in Italian... Arrivederci. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 